This is the Thursday, March 3rd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in, and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know headed into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Aaron Dolan with you on this Thursday morning slash afternoon. Aaron, I am on the golf course this morning, so <laughs> Must be I nice. might be a little brief with you so I can uh, finish as many holes as I can before Daily Wager today. <laughs> How you doing? No, today? I get it. Men in their golf, they love it. I Well, you probably love going to the uh, Sixers game last night, seeing oh, your boy yes. James Harden debut. How was that? It was unbelievable. It was an electric crowd, I must add. And I was getting a little nervous in that first half. They weren't playing really well. And before, I, the only other game I'd gone to was the Celtics, when they lost by, I think it was 46 or 48, something insane. So I was like, do I need to get up and leave? Am I, am I the problem here? But um, they ended up pulling it off. So <laughs> all was well. All is well indeed. Well, you're Sixers trying to win that Eastern Conference. The team that most people expected to coming into the season is the Brooklyn Nets, and they're in action tonight at home, and we start there because Kevin Durant is returning for the Brooklyn Nets. They're taking on the Miami Heat, a team that's atop the uh, Eastern Conference standings. Heat losing last night in heartbreaking fashion in Milwaukee against the Bucks. For this matchup, the Heat are actually a road favorite, small road favorite of two and a half, three. We got a total of 221 and a half in KD's return. How are you approaching this marquee Thursday night matchup? Yeah, so I'm looking at the Heat team total over 111 and a half. The Heat have been streaking. They've won nine of the last 11 games, and they've scored at least 110 points in nine of those. Now, in that 11-game stretch for the Brooklyn Nets, they're ranked 29th in defensive rating, allowing opponents 117.4 points per game. They haven't been great. Plus, the Heat on top of that, they are on no rest, but they average... 111.8 points per game when playing on no rest. So that would hit over that number. Also Miami's the second best team in the league in terms of hitting their over for team totals, 35, 25 and three to the team total over on the season. That record's pretty great. Again, second best in the league. I do of course think Kevin Durant returning would help their defensive rating in some sense. And with him on the court, it is, you know, he's able to hold opponents to 108.5 points. But I do think considering this is the first game back, it's been a while. He has different players around him. He's not going to have Kyrie Irving. He's also not going to have James Harden. It might not be as easy as we suspect for him in his return. So I'm looking at the Miami Heat over 111 and a half points for their team total. Yeah, I like playing heat overs on the road, especially. That was my play last night in Milwaukee, the game going over, which it did. I think that's a smart move here with Brooklyn's defense probably still needing to be a little bit of a work in progress. The Heat are pretty much all healthy, even though Lowry didn't play last night. Um, I'll 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 take the points or I'll lay the points, pardon me, uh, with Miami. We know that Brooklyn's just been a wretched team against the spread at home. I think they've only covered six games this se- entire season. Mm-hmm. at Barclays Center. And you say, well, Kevin Durant's missed time, but he hasn't missed the entire season. Some of those, you know, ATS home losses were with KD on the floor. So I will uh, lay it with the Heat, uh, even though they're coming off a tough loss and it's the second leg of a back-to-back. I just don't know if Brooklyn is is ready in their first game back with KD to compete with a team mm-hmm. like Miami. Some other big games we have. This line kind of moving all over the place. Memphis visit- visiting Boston. Big news for the mm-hmm. Celtics, of course, is that Jalen Brown is out. Ja Morant is coming off that 50-piece and the Memphis Grizzlies are the best ATS team in the entire NBA. The uh, Celtics are a two and a half point favorite, but this has kind of moved all over the place with the Celtic or with the Grizz being favored. Now the, the Celtics are favored total of two twenty three and a half. and a half. Any lean or inclination there? 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to go with the Grizzlies in this spot only because right. they've been so hot. And I feel like Boston, for some reason, I just feel like I can never count on them. It's They're the typical Boston Celtics where they heat up for a great stretch of that, like 15 games, and then they don't look the same for some reason. And I think Jalen Brown being out will absolutely hurt them. But the Grizzlies, like you said, they're one of the best teams uh, against the spread, also in that first half against the spread, as well as their first half money line. I think if you wanted to play this game, I would lean towards probably just taking Grizzlies money line because the line is yeah. so short. I'm sure that'll come down a little bit probably to like one and a half. Um, but I mean, it's hard not to back John Moran in this either. I mean, his points prop right now is juiced to the under 30 and a half, but I feel like he just keeps surprising us. I do know the Boston Celtics defense is a lot different than some of the competition he's recently been playing, but um, I mean, he's he's on fire. Yeah, Jaws has been unbelievable. Hard to bet against him, though. Boston is maybe the best defensive team in the NBA. Now, not having Jalen Brown certainly affects that, but they were a, uh, they were a team that I targeted their last game against Atlanta, I went Atlanta yep. team total under 108 and the Hawks scored 65 or 66 points in the first half. And the Celtics defense in the second half shut them down, held them just 33 points. So I, I chalked that up as a loss. Wow. I stopped watching the game and then I looked at the, uh, <laughs> at, look at the app and the Boston defense didn't even let him get a hundred after scoring like 64 or 65 in the first half. So I will probably just play the under in this game with the side moving all over the place. Boston, as I mentioned, especially at home, they're a great defense. Memphis is sneaky. We think about John that often, but they're like eighth in the league in defensive rating. So I know mm -hmm. Memphis likes to play with pace, but this game is in Boston, and Boston's a slow-paced team. So I think they'll be able to dictate that pace a little more. So I'll probably just lean toward the under of 223 and a half and stay away from a side altogether in Boston tonight. Some other interesting matchups with just notes, no real picks, but um, the Hawks are hosting the Bulls. And we've kind of discovered this trend with the Atlanta Hawks. They have not yet covered a single game that they have lost this year. If they lose outright, Aaron, they're 0-32 ATS. Now, That's when they crazy. win games, they're like 27-2 ATS, I think, or 28-2 ATS. So, bottom line, if you think Atlanta's going to win or lose the game outright, they have a trend that pretty much tells you where to go at the spread. So, if you think the Bulls are going to win, yeah. Um, then just, although it is a pick them right now, so there's not really much, uh, to do as far as the side, a total of two thirty-two and a half should be a fast paced one, but just wanted to point out that trend with the Hawks when they lose, that is they crazy. fail to cover. I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I have no idea how to explain it. Just one of those <laughs> rare things in gambling. Uh, another interesting matchup of uh, a rematch that we saw on Sunday where the Dallas Mavericks had that crazy comeback against the Warriors. This time the game is in Dallas with the Mavs laying a point and a half against Steph and the Warriors, total of 219 and a half. And then the mm -hmm. Clippers host the uh, Lakers in the same uh, gym that Ugh. they play in, Crypto.com. Clippers are actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite against that struggling Lakers team, total of 220 and a half. Either of those West Coast games, uh, any notes you want to mention with those? Uh, the Western Conference, man. Uh, Lakers can't trust them in any shape, way, or form, so I just stay away from their from their games altogether. I feel like anytime I talk about the Lakers, I usually am talking about Malik Monk. As for this Warriors-Dallas game, I feel like the Warriors have just not looked great lately. As we know, they absolutely collapsed. They had a 21-point lead against the Mavericks the last time that these two teams met, and Dallas actually came back and won that game, which was incredible. But I do see Klay Thompson is up on the boards right now for player props, so he will be in this game, which could technically make a difference. The Warriors also uh, lost another recent game. They lost the Timberwolves 129-114. to 114. That was really bad. And then, of course, the Mavericks. So they're on a two-game losing skid right now maybe with clay thompson back in the lineup it would help them but as we know for the mavericks they're a very much so an under team so i feel like yep. anytime i mention the mavericks i usually mention taking the under 
I am. That's where I was going to go with this game. I'd probably play the under 219 and a half because the Mavericks are such a slow paced under team, especially at home. The Warriors, we know, even without Draymond, they've maintained a stranglehold on the number one defensive rating in the entire NBA. And I think their offense has taken a little bit of a hit. So they're not quite as potent as we are used to seeing. So I would play that game uh, under 219 and a half. I would also, if I isolate a side, Probably isolate that warrior side. I think this Dallas defense is for real, especially at home. And with their dead last, I think they're 30th in pace in the NBA. So uh, that's the way I would approach that. Lakers and Clippers, <laughs> no, no interest there. Don't want to go near that game. Although uh, <laughs> we will try and parse it uh, today on Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. Uh, as far as college hoops, there's some decent games, but nothing really stands out. I will mention Kansas is playing TCU coming off that loss, and they're back at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. All right, disclaimer, I'm a Missouri Tiger, so I may be a little biased here, but the Jayhawks <laughs> love to get home cooking at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Something about that gym there, especially off a loss. I think they're going to be focused, and I think we'll get some help from the referees. Wink, wink. I would lay the 10.5 against TCU, uh, especially at home off a loss. But that's about all that stands out to me in the collegiate yeah. ranks. Nothing really uh, entices me like the NBA. Should be a fun NBA slate with KD returning, some big-time matchups yep. in the Western Conference. You got that Boston-Memphis game, Chicago-Atlanta as well. So we will break it all down, plus some NFL action, maybe some NHL action on the ice, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. That's how you can watch Daily Wager today. We appreciate you listening to the Daily Wager podcast. Ten minutes or less of the bets you need as promised. Do us a favor, please. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow. Subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. I got to go get back on the course, Aaron, see if I can birdie these Enjoy. next couple holes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh, we'll chat again uh, tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. 